Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Listen, you know, everybody wants to hear God's voice. Everybody wants to hear God's voice. I hear that a lot. You know, obviously, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I don't know what your faith is. Um, but in the Christian community, a lot of people talk about wanting and yearning to hear God's voice and really getting a clear picture of God's purpose for their life. But what a lot of people don't understand is that when you hear God's voice, he's going to put you to work. Let me say that again. When you hear God's voice, he's going to put you to work. See, we live in a very egotistical, individualistic society, especially in the West, you know, the East is, is much, much different. You know, they didn't really have this hyper individualistic society. That's something that's really, you know, was, it was, you know, started in Europe and, and Roman culture even, but all, you know, with things like destiny and Greek culture and, you know, came to the U.S. and I think was even further um, just really cemented in the United States and Western culture. You know, we really do have this idea of, you know, individual rights, which I love, and individuality. And the problem with that is that it's become hyper ego. It's focused. And in other words, we, we think that the whole world revolves around us and our perspective. And we believe that our perspective and experiences are truly the way that the world is. And a lot of times we try to warp reality to fit our perspective. Do you guys understand what I'm saying is that we have these preconceived notions in our head, you know, our life experiences that basically we, we believe we impose these expectations on the world and expect the world to essentially behave the way that we believe the world should behave and people should behave and we're disappointed when that doesn't happen. So the reason why I'm saying this is we often do this to God. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, I think it's, um, it's really important, uh, you know, and this is a self-help podcast and we talk a lot about, you know, motivation and all this other stuff. And, you know, really what I want you to do is think about when's the last time you thought about your own mortality and insignificance? I think it's an important thing to think about your own mortality and insignificance. And I'm not talking about it in a self-deprecating manner. I'm talking about in a manner that changes your perspective you know, the world doesn't revolve around you. The universe doesn't revolve around you. And God certainly doesn't revolve his will around you, despite what all these prosperity gospel preachers teach you. You know, I want you to be very careful that if your prosperity gospel teacher isn't preaching about repentance and faith, you are following a heretic. Many of these mainstream preachers will tell you that you need you know god wants to give you health and wealth and i just don't find that you know there are promises in god's word absolutely but look at job you know look at what job had to go through you know god took everything from him to prove a point to the devil his family was slaughtered his cattle were slaughtered and stolen his house was burned to the ground his land was taken and he was plagued with sores from the tip of his head to the bottom of his feet to the point where his friends told him curse God and die you know you look at many of the apostles who were boiled alive skinned alive sawed in half upside down they John you know it said that he lived in the woods and ate honey and locusts Jesus was beaten to a pulp where his ribs and, and probably part of his spine were exposed. 
from the lashings he took and then nailed to a piece of wood and hung in the air. There's just so many cases in the Bible for the suffering that Christians go to through rather. And I just want to ask you what makes you special. Why do you deserve to be rich? Why do you deserve to be wealthy? Why do you deserve to be just happy go lucky life? I'm not saying that a happy life is something without reach for a Christian. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying, however, is we get this warped view of Christianity in our head from these prosperity gospels that we're all supposed to have Rolls Royces and jets. Are some of us supposed to? Sure. Some of us are blessed with those things, but many of us aren't. Does that, do I want a jet? That's one of my biggest goals is to have a jet because I hate commercial flying. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to work my ass off to get it. But if it's not God's will for me, it's not going to happen. So I want you to be very careful about who you're listening to. And I'm not going to name people um, in the mainstream because I don't want to discourage you. But I really do want you to look at how often do these, you know, because really most of your pastors are motivational speakers and they're very good at it. They're very, very good at it. And there's nothing wrong with being a motivational speaker, but that is not the purpose of pastoral work. The purpose of pastoral work is to lead people to repentance and sanctification through faith. So back to what we were saying before, we live in this hyper-individualistic society where we believe, I want to hear God's voice in my life because he's going to tell me all the blessings he has in store for me and all the great things that are... No, when you start to hear God's voice, he's going to put you to work. You know, I was driving the other day. I don't often, you know, this is, I give a lot of money. Okay, I want to preface it. And now the Bible says, when you give, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. That's not the point of me saying this. But I do tithe faithfully. And I do, you know, anybody that knows me is I'm very generous to the point where I would go negative in my bank account to take care of somebody else. But with that being said, I do not often give money to the homeless on the side of the roads in Portland. Number one, because I see many able-bodied men begging for money that could very easily work a job. Uh, and number two, I know that most of them are shooting it into their veins, right? So uh, I would rather give somebody a meal. You know, so I don't, uh, the reason, there's a reason for me saying that, that I don't often give money to the homeless. But I, I noticed there was this black lady walking down the side of the road on a walker. She had like, you know, I just don't forgive my ignorance. It looked like African garb. It was like multicolored robes and a, you know, a wrap around her head. And she was hobbling down the road and I drove by her and just a voice inside of me said, go get a hundred dollars and drive back and find her and give it to her. And I'm like, dude, I got meetings. I'm slammed today. I got to get to the office. I'm like, I don't do this with these Portland people. I just don't do it. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I just kept hearing this voice and hearing this voice. So I said, okay, I got to listen. So I went to the ATM, the buttons on the ATM weren't working. I'm like, oh my goodness, God, what? You couldn't just make this ATM work for me. So I had to drive and find another ATM. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to find this woman now. It's been 10 minutes since I saw her. So I, I grabbed the money. I finally find an ATM. I grabbed the money. I'm driving around, I'm driving around and I finally find her and I walk up behind her and you know, it's just, it almost makes me emotional. I didn't think I would get emotional thinking about this. But, uh, you know, I said, excuse me. And when she turned around, I could just see this. It was like a mixture of anger and fear. And I didn't take it personally because I could immediately recognize that this woman has probably had a very rough life and that she's conditioned to expect the worst of people. So when she hears a stranger say, excuse me behind her, I'm sure she's not thinking anything good. And it, now that I think about it in retrospect, it makes me 
I don't know. It makes me emotional. And just the look in her eyes, she just, you know, just, it broke, it breaks my heart. And I gave her the money and obviously her face immediately lit up and she spoke some language I'm not familiar with. And, you know, I said, I, I just, I just wanted to say, God told me to come and give this to you. This is not me. I'm just a vessel. This is, this is God. And I gave her the money and she spoke to me in a language I, I, I wasn't familiar with. And, but I did make out at the end, she said, thank you in English. And I just simply walked away and got my car. And that's just one example. Uh, and again, I don't share that for any kind of accolade or recognition. I share that as an example that that's one example of many, many, many that have been happening to me recently where I have been, let's call it inconvenienced in a worldly sense because God has called me to do something for somebody else. And again, when you start to hear God's voice in your life, he's going to put you to work. It is not for your pleasure. It's not for your confirmation of things that you have going in your head. Again, will God do that sometimes? Absolutely. You know, we just recently had a blessing in our lives. You know, I just, I'm so happy. I was nearly in tears yesterday getting to the office that my mom texted us. My dad and I have been looking for a large, large, large plot of land. Um, I won't say where yet. A couple people know, but we, we found a couple hundred acres that we're really looking at. We're going to visit, um, you know, closer down south where it's a little bit warmer. Um, and basically, I have this joke of this commune I'm going to start. I'm very serious about it. And, you know, one of the things my dad was worried about was, you know, he can't retire yet. You know, his pension as a state correction officer, he needs another five years. Well, yesterday I've been praying for this for weeks and weeks and weeks and months that, you know, my dad, who is just so faithful and such integrity and such a close follower of Jesus would have a blessing in his life. And yesterday my mom tells us that he got a call that the uh, state correction officers union cut the, the pension, the full pension length down to five years and he's right at five years. So basically he finishes this year and he could retire if he wanted to. What a blessing and what a sign. So sometimes God will give you confirmation in your life because that was one of the big reasons that we were maybe holding back on pulling the trigger on this land is that, well, he's still got five years, you know? And it's just funny how things like that will work out. So sometimes you will get confirmation. But then again, that happened to my dad, who's probably one of the most, most faithful, sanctified people that I know. So, you know, it really challenges me to step up my game spiritually. But anyways, going back to what I was saying before is that the more that you hear God's voice, the more he's going to put you to work and the more uncomfortable it's going to be. God is going to put you in uncomfortable situations. You know, you know we look at the book of Acts you know, and people wanted to kill those early disciples and apostles, that they were known all throughout cities and towns as, as, as basically what they said, causing issues and problems. And, you know, they, they debated people and they were harsh with people and they were, you know, and that must have been very uncomfortable for many of these people. They were thrown in jail and told to shut up and then they got right back out and started doing it again. You know, they were beaten, they were stoned, they were flogged, they were stripped naked, they were embarrassed and they just kept going. So it's just... You know, I just want to, I want to encourage you today to think about this in the sense that, excuse me, taking a ship of my protein shake, had a good lift at the gym this morning. Um, I want to encourage you that, again, when you hear God's voice, he's going to call you to go to work. It's not going to be comfortable. So be careful what you wish for. You know, I think the scariest place for anybody to be would be where the devil starts to ignore you. Let's transition. When the devil starts to ignore you, you are not in a good good spot. Basically, the devil's like, yeah, this guy, this guy, this girl's doing a good enough job themselves. They don't they don't need my help of ruining their life and you know getting damned for eternity. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be careful. You know, because when you start getting closer to God, you're going to start getting attacked more and more by the devil. I'm telling you right now, you're going to have more worldly and spiritual attacks happen to you. But if the devil starts to leave you alone, that ain't good. It's not good at all. You know, if you're living a very easy, comfortable existence, I think that I think that's more dangerous than anything else. I think that the people that are living on, you know, because the God because God says in Revelation, I'd rather you are hot or cold, because if you're lukewarm, I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth. I think that the devil antagonizes the cold to make them colder and goes after the hot. Well, because they're hot for you know what I mean? They're 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 on fire. You know, but I think that the devil leaves the lukewarm alone because they're comfort comfortable. And comfort is the most dangerous place we can be. And comfort for many people, especially modernized Western society, has become a false idol. That many of us just want to be comfortable. Bills paid. A little bit of money in the bank. No real issues. Taxes paid. Decent vehicle. Decent house. Decent neighborhood. And that is why so many people are unable to deal with discomfort. That is why so many people are unable to deal with pain and hardship because you have made an idol out of comfort. So you don't hear God's voice and you don't hear the devil's either because you are in a place of flaccid, useless, impotent comfortability. You're useless. I'm talking to somebody today. I don't know who it is. But there's somebody out there today that I'm talking to. And my, my job, I feel my calling right now is to shock you out of your state of comfort. That the more comfortable you are, like I, let's go back to that point. You don't hear God's voice and you don't hear the devil's voice either. That's not a good place to be. That deafening silence means you're being lulled into oblivion. You need to make yourself uncomfortable. And a lot of times I talk about making yourself uncomfortable, you know, in a business sense or a physical sense. How about making yourself uncomfortable in a spiritual sense? When's the last time you went? It's so funny. All you people call yourselves Christians. It's a disgrace. You stand for nothing. You fall for anything. You are... Whatever color the world decides it wants to be, you follow suit. The world is purple, you're purple. The world says boys or girls, well, you follow, right? You don't call yourself a Christian. You stand for nothing. You're spineless and you're lukewarm. Because the last thing you would want to do is ever be put in a position where you're uncomfortable. Uncomfortability, being uncomfortable is so unpalatable to you, you couldn't possibly imagine it. So you will do whatever it is. You shark from the light and blend in with the masses you're useless for now and i'm going to tell you something right now that until you start to get uncomfortable in your spiritual walk you are not saved god says that those who hear his voice go to him they go to him there's an action involved they go they follow him being saved is not a prayer that you say once and then you get to go live whatever life you want to live, how you want to live it. Being saved involves sanctification and those a fruit will be judged, a tree will be judged by the fruit that it bears. 
and that if you bear bad fruit or no fruit, see, there's everybody thinks, well, I'm not doing anything that bad. I'm not doing anything that bad. We all sin, but mine aren't that bad. Well, a tree that bears no fruit is useless and will be cast into the fire as well. What, what, what type of fruit are you bearing? Because if you are not bearing good fruit, you will be cut down and cast into the fire. As I'm talking to you, lukewarm person, do nothing Christian, so to speak. You are not, you're, you're not a Christian. You are not saved. Because those who are saved, there's evidence. We're not saved by works, but the fruitful, the fruit of faith is works. Because there's, that's the big thing is that we think that works can save us too. That's an equally dangerous path. There's nothing because that takes away from the grace of God. There's nothing we can do no matter how much good we think we can do to save ourselves. We are utterly hopeless and useless to do so. So I want to challenge you today. I know we switched gears here for some reason, but again, I feel I just somebody needed to hear this. And I don't know who you are, but this is for you. You are comfortable, you are spiritually lazy, you are spiritually impotent. You stand for nothing, you fall for everything, you follow the way of the world. And you don't think you're doing anything wrong because you don't see the judgment in this life because you are so comfortable. There's nothing bad going on. But I can tell you there is judgment coming and I do not ever want to be on the wrong side of eternal wrath of the creator because here's the thing everybody thinks god and jesus is just this oh lovey-dovey he just wants to accept you and just he loves you as you are no god is wrath it says that jesus is coming back with wrath and vengeance not to give everybody hugs it says he's going to make his enemies his footstool it is prophesied in the old testament and the new so I just want to encourage you today, fair weather Christians that are listening to this, you need to be very careful and you need to start taking a stand and you need to start doing what you're supposed to be doing. And it goes back to what we started this with. Start listening to God's voice and doing what he says. All right, that's all I got. Let's get it today. Peace.